InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Our next guest was sent to the slammer for second-degree murder. Then he turned his life around and now mentors young people to help them stay on the straight and narrow. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Shaka Senghor. He's the author of a book called Writing My Wrongs, Life, Death, and Redemption in an American Prison. Shaka has received fellowships at the MIT Media Lab and the Kellogg Foundation and invitations to speak at the TED Conference and the Aspen Ideas Festival. Shaka, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. Let's get into your story, because it's certainly a provocative title of your book. You were raised in a middle-class neighborhood in Detroit in the 1980s, and just pick it up from there. Yeah, so I grew up in a neighborhood that looked, you know, was the model for black middle-class America. My father was in the military and worked for the state, and my mother was a homemaker, and unfortunately their relationship began to deteriorate, and my mother was very abusive physically, mostly, and I decided to run away at the age of 14. And basically got seduced into the crack cocaine trade. And I'm assuming that was a pretty violent kind of environment to be in. It was a very, very volatile environment. You know, in the first six months, I experienced every imaginable horror that comes with the culture, from childhood friend being murdered to both of my brothers being shot. Uh, And eventually I was shot multiple times three years later. Mm. So you were in that environment for a number of years, and then what happened? You ended up in prison. Yeah, so 16 months after I got shot, I uh, got into a similar conflict, and I decided to shoot first and tragically caused the man's death and was subsequently sentenced to 17 to 40 years in prison. So tell us about that. I mean, that obviously had to be an awfully difficult situation to be in and obviously not a great future. Yeah, I mean, at 19, you can't even see two weeks down the line, let alone two decades down the line. So when I went in, I was bitter, I was angry, I didn't want to be responsible, and I found myself getting in more and more trouble, ultimately leading me to several stints in solitary confinement, the longest being four and a half years straight, before a total of seven years. What happened, what did you do that caused you to be placed in solitary for four and a half years? I got into an altercation with a staff member and punched him several times. And they sent me to solitary confinement and added two more years to my prison sentence. What was the worst thing about prison? Uh, I would say the worst thing was watching the mental deterioration and breakdown of men who were either suffering from mental illness or on the verge of suffering from mental illness. Being away from my family, not being able to raise my children, watching my family suffer, knowing that I had devastated another family and caused them to suffer. So it's extremely emotionally burdensome experience given that two families were devastated. Obviously, sometime during that 19 years, you underwent some major changes. Tell us about that. Yeah. While I was in solitary confinement the last time, I got a letter from my son, and he told me that his mother had told him why I was in prison. And when I got that letter, it was mind-blowing to hear from a child their perspective of things. So it basically stripped away all the street toughness, the prison toughness, it made me step back and ask the tough question of how I went from being a scholarship honor roll student who wanted to be a doctor to serving out my most promising years in solitary confinement. And so at that point, I began journaling and writing and realized that I hadn't accomplished anything of substance in my life. And so I challenged myself to write a book, which I did, and that began my path as a writer and transformation. And today you are working as a mentor for other young people, right? Yes, that's one of the things I'm most passionate about. Uh, I have regular 
work stuff that I do, but mentoring young people who are growing up in similar circumstances is my passion. You know, I never want another child to grow up with the burden of having taken somebody's life and to have their freedom stripped away from them. So I try to do whatever I can to ensure that they don't make the same decisions that I made. Our guest on InfoTrack is Shaka Senghor. He's the author of Writing My Wrongs, Life, Death, and Redemption in an American Prison. And we're discussing his experiences in prison and the lessons he learned that can be applied to our nation's criminal justice system. Shaka, when you come out of prison and you've been there for 19 years, how do you pick up the pieces? Where do you start? I mean, I started just realizing that I just had to take it day by day, getting out. One of the things about our society is it's very unforgiving of those who have run afoul of the law. And I realized that getting out, that I was going to have to just take it day by day, improve myself and put in the hard work and, you know, learn all this fancy technology. And I mean, I came out to a very different world than the one I left. So it's just really a moment by moment type thing. And getting out has been really challenging. It's one of the reasons that I decided to write, write my wrongs. I really wanted people to understand what second chances look like, what they could look like, and how we create a platform to ensure that men and women are returning home healthy and whole. You know, there are a lot of experts who point to the breakdown of the family, fathers who are absent, to account for the high incarceration rate for young black men. That obviously wasn't the case with you. You had a dad who was a loving dad, a good relationship. So how do you see that issue of the whole family breakdown? I mean, I think that's one of the cop-outs that politicians use to justify their ineptitude when it comes to resolving the problems in the criminal justice system. I think there's a lot of things that contribute. That's one of them. But from a more holistic level, I think that there's over-policing in primarily urban communities. I think that there's inequity in sentencing. The recidivism rate is ridiculous, the things that people go back to prison for. The reality is that people are being warehoused as opposed to rehabilitated. Speaks violence about what we've to do within the system. So I think it's a whole host of things. If you were allowed to make changes in the nation's criminal justice and prison system, what would you do that you think would really make a difference? One of the things I would do is ensure that any person that goes to prison is set up to succeed once they get out by ensuring that they have all the necessary, you know, vocational training, higher education, social services, psychological treatment. I would also reduce usage of solitary confinement and reduced uh, sentences of juveniles to life inside adult prisons. I think there are other countries who have models that work. Uh, you know, I, went, I had an opportunity to go to Germany and study their prison system, and they start from the very beginning of a person to rest, working to re-socialize them back to society. And I think it's an area where we failed miserably. If there's one basic message for young people in your book, what would it be? I think the basic message is actually for all people is that human beings are redeemable by nature. If we exercise human compassion and empathy, we'll live in a lot better, brighter society. But we first have to be able to meet each other in the most common space, which is our humanity. And if there was something that you think would have made a difference in your young life before you got on the road that you did, what would that be? Having a mentor who can actually listen to me holistically to see the signs of what was happening in my life. You know, I went from an honor roll student to barely showing up in school, and those are signs that something is dramatically wrong. And I think if we pay attention to signs like that, we'll be able to solve some problems before they escalate to somebody being incarcerated. It's a compelling story. Shaka Senghor, the author of Writing My Wrongs, Life, Death, and Redemption in an American Prison. Shaka, do you have a website? Yes, you can go to beyondprisons.org. 
and you can find everything related to my work there. Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.